a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Rock. Today is the day where we discuss the final piece of evidence used at trial to convict Robert and Christian. In order to obtain a conviction, the state had to convince the jury first that the defendants were at the scene at the time of the murders. We've already learned to this point that what they managed to do was only to show that they could have been at the scene. They presented zero evidence that they actually were at the scene when the murders occurred. They accomplished that with the business card, which in reality only proved that something Christian touched was near the crime scene. It's not actually evidence that he himself was there and certainly not at the time of the murders. And they also used the flawed cell phone evidence that without the missing sector data appeared to indicate that the two were at least headed in the direction of the crime scene two hours before the crime was committed And that, coupled with a flawed and now irrelevant drive test, and they convinced the jury that it was possible for Robert and Christian to have been present at the scene when Becky was lit on fire and made it all the way back to the north end of the valley in time for Robert to check his voicemail at 1023. And all of that, again, was just to prove that they could have been there. But they also had to convince the jury that they actually committed the murders when they were there. And to do that, the state had to somehow show that either Robert or Christian at least had access to the guns that were used to kill John and Vicky. And that's the topic of today's episode. This is Season 12, Episode 52, The Glock. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that you did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Ford Ranger, a vehicle for all terrains and every passion. It's a workmate, a playmate, and to its drivers, a soulmate. So how do you improve the Ford Ranger? You go all in. The all-new Ford Ranger, the UK's best-selling pickup. Now available with rear bumper steps, tailgate workbench, and enlarged load box that can fit a Euro pallet. Go break it in. Search all-new Ford Ranger. Ford Pro. Driving productivity. According to SMMT data, features may be optional extras with additional cost. When I read through these trial transcripts, I'm genuinely shocked that 12 jurors fell for this nonsense. Even without the new information that we've discovered, like the sector data, there's no case here. I mean, can you imagine you or a loved one getting sent to prison for life because there's evidence that in some world of possibilities, you could have been at a crime scene when a crime occurred? It's insane, and I can't stress this enough. Zero evidence was ever presented showing that Robert and Christian were at the crime scene at the time of the murders. None. They didn't even attempt to do that. And motive? There is no motive. The state was never able to show any compelling evidence that either Robert or Christian had any reason or desire to commit these murders. Instead, they came to court with bombshell evidence, like the fact that Robert owned a pair of Vans shoes. Not the same model of Vans that made the prints at the crime scene, and no evidence was presented showing if they were even the same size. They spent time and money on an expert to have him come to court and testify that a teenager in Southern California owned a pair of Vans shoes, which were found in his bedroom a year after the murders. And if you want the definition of smoke and mirrors, that's it right there. That's the type of thing that this prosecutor once described as his avalanche of evidence against Robert and Christian, that Robert owned a pair of Vans shoes in 2007. And that brings us to the gun. The state put Chad Birnbaum on the stand to try to prove to the jury that Robert owned a Glock handgun at the time of the murders. And they were doing that because it was determined that Vicky was shot with either a 40 caliber or a 10 millimeter bullet, which they think could have been fired from a Glock. But I can tell you right now, right up front, I know for a fact Robert didn't own a Glock in 2006. I know that because in California, and in most states as a matter of fact, in 2006, and still today, you have to be 21 years old to purchase a handgun. No gun show loophole, no private sales. There is no way to legally purchase a handgun in California until your 21st birthday. So unless he bought the gun in a dark alley on the black market with his part-time water park money, he didn't own a Glock in 2006. And there's zero evidence that Robert even knew anyone who knew anyone who happened to be a black market arms dealer. That being said, let me tell you about Chad. Chad worked at the water park with Robert and Christian in 2006 and again with Just Christian in 2007, the next season. He became friends with both of them while they worked together, and he even dated Becky at some point after her and Robert broke up and before he met Robert. He first came onto the police radar in 2007 when, in an interview with LeClaire, he mentioned that he had gone out target shooting with Robert Christian and Sam Geyer. It started there, and it ended with him testifying in front of the jury in 2018 
that Robert owned a Glock pistol in the summer of 2006. Before I continue on with the evolution of Chad's testimony, first I should probably share what another state's witness testified to, a DOJ firearms expert named Richard Takanaga. And I'm certain I'm pronouncing that wrong. And uh, Richard, if you're listening, I apologize. That's the best I can do. In the fall of 2007, Robert and Christian's houses were searched by police. During those searches, police found a collection of spent shell casings in Robert's room. That's the part of the bullet that's left over after the powder explodes and the bullet goes downrange. Robert had a pretty good collection of all different calibers. But the police were particularly interested in the 10mm and the 40 caliber shell that they found in the collection. Robert claims that he just likes to collect casings from different calibers when he's at the gun range, which seems to be the case because there was a pretty good variety of calibers in the collection. But the ME determined that Vicky was shot in the head with either a 40 caliber or a 10 millimeter gun, which are almost identical. But trial, Takanega was, amongst other things, tasked with making the connection between Vicky's head wound and the shell casing found in Robert's house. And he made a compelling argument But after Chad Birnbaum's testimony, Takanaga was recalled to the stand by the defense. So it went like this. The jury heard testimony that Vicky was shot with either a 40 caliber or a 10 millimeter pistol that was likely a Glock. Then they heard that Robert had shell casings in his bedroom. Amongst others, he had one 40 caliber casing and one 10 millimeter casing. Then the state calls Chad Birnbaum to the stand, who tells the jury that Robert owned a Glock before the murders. It was almost looking like some puzzle pieces were starting to fit together at this point. But then the defense recalled the expert, and they asked him directly if the shell casings found in Robert's room had been fired from a Glock pistol. His answer was that they definitely were not. He could tell by the marks on the primers from the firing pins that those were not fired by a Glock. So, just like the van's shoes, the shell casings mean absolutely nothing. And aside from that, if you're really paying attention, you'll realize that what really just happened is that we got another example of the evidence supporting exactly what Robert said to the police. He said that those casings weren't from guns he fired, but rather just a collection that he had picked up from some shooting range. Then, years later, what do we learn? The casings weren't fired out of guns that Robert owned. At least not a Glock. Because he did, at one point, own a Glock. Now let's get into Chad Birnbaum. Chad, to me, seems like a good guy who gets completely bullied and manipulated by police. His testimony will be posted on our website, but it's pretty simple to break down. Basically, he told the jury that in the summer of 2006, he went shooting with Robert and Christian. That would be before the murders. And he says that at that time, Robert owned a Glock pistol and he had brought it to the isolated area of the desert where people would often go to target shoot. He relays a specific memory of how he knows for a fact that the Glock belonged to Robert and that he owned it before the murders. He recalls that he had never heard of a Glock before that and that that was the day that he learned about all the features. That was in trial in 2018. But let's jump back to May 4th of 2007 and listen to what he had to say then, less than eight months after the murders. You ever seen Robert or... 
know, just like basically stupid stuff. Divorce and catalog. What? Like what? Um, I don't really have any kind of like outrageous, like little crazy little like nice kind of thing. And Robert, actually, I think he does have a shotgun. That's all good. Well, I think I'm a guy. Uh oh. <laughs> Never seen it before? Yeah. What kind of is it? I think it's a, it's a 12 inch shot. What color is it? Black. I mean, what if we have a shotgun? Do you one person? Yeah, he likes them. I go out like, uh, shoot around occasionally like, the desert way up and... Will you get it for a gift or something? Um, that I don't know. When was the last time you seen it with them? Uh, about a year ago. Probably. Where was it at? Uh, probably thousand miles. You mean like just shoot down the desert or something? Yeah. You know, I mean, you ever say where you got it from? I'm, I don't think so. He might have, but I really didn't. Um, I don't believe so, no. You ever talked about going into the military or anything? Yeah, I know Christian does. He's going to be on Marines. Um, maybe after the waterfront season's over, but it's going to be next year. What about Christian? Oh, it's Christian. Christian's going in Robert, um, Robert, I'm not quite sure about if he wants to go or not. I thought Christian kind of followed and did whatever Robert did. No, I don't think so. I think they're both like a mutual. I don't think one really follows the other. Yeah. And how long have you known Christian? Christian, I've known last year when I started working in the water park. And first met we with the office together. So you want to know him for a year or so? Yeah. Same with Robert, I've had the same time. So really, you don't know him all that well, I guess. It's just a year's time. You ever go to their houses? Yeah, I'm in Christian's house a lot. I mean, you never went to his house before, like, when you live with his dad or his mom's house? No, I've never been to his dad or mom. I've been to his... I've, like, picked him up from his house once or twice. I've never been inside. And since you guys knew, uh, you guys knew the house in this restaurant, I've been over their house, like, a lot, like, a couple months ago. This is a house or apartment? It's a house. Has, uh, Christian... Have you ever seen him blow up any mailboxes? Mailboxes? Throw Molotov cocktails and things like that? I've never seen him do it. Have you ever talked about it? He's talked about going out and shooting stuff. Smart around with stuff. Shooting stuff with what? Like the shotgun that they had or um um. Oh, Christian and Robert? Together yeah. have talked about this? Yeah. And that's when I first saw that's when we were up there. With Christian Robert and Sam. I mean do you go hang out and do that stuff with them? I've only been the ones. Are you shooting in the desert or shooting up other stuff? 
And they're not talking about going around and shooting up cars and mailboxes and stuff like that. You ever see him have a violent temper or anything? No, he gets mad, but he might have been able to keep to himself and never really. I've never seen him hurt anyone before. Did Christian ever, did he say he knew Becky? Um, yeah, I think he was, he knew him from Robert. As far as I could tell. So I'm sure they've hung out a couple of times and talked. I'm sure they were some of their friends. Some people may think they might be involved in this. I really. You doubt it? I really doubt it. <laughs> How can you doubt someone with everything you just told Because the way they are, I just. I, I don't know him to hurt anybody or anything. You know how many people, uh, these kids in South Carolina High School years ago, how many people they hurt before they did that? Huh? Huh? How many people this guy in Virginia Tech hurt before he shut up his school? None. He was also like, they, they almost not expected it. But they could see it almost happening in the future on what they had seen in the past room. Mm-hmm. But Christian Robert. That's just what people say when it's over. I mean, who can't, who can't go really back and look back and say that? Yeah, I mean, that every, makes sense, every yeah. time we watch a sporting event, we sit there and say, well, we could have seen that happen. Why don't they coach do that? Or why don't they do that? Or run that play? I mean, that's just, that's just people talking there. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I'm just surprised they haven't had more conversation about this as much as they knew. And it's not a topic I would normally really want to talk about either. I, would, I mean, you talk about it with Jeff. I talked about it once with Jeff. That one time I had to know. Yeah, but you guys know her ten times better than Jeff does. But I knew her with like me and Jeff met her together and we were just meeting Oh, I understand. And I never really I it took me like it was a couple months to even know that so I had met Robert and Christian and I was talking to Becky, I was around like before that, you know, I you know, and I had it took me like a couple months to figure out that it was Robert that actually I was Becky. I mean, I didn't know that for like half the time I knew Robert. Yeah, I know that. I know a lot of things about all sorts of people. So this is what Chad knew eight months after the murders. When asked if Robert or Christian had any weapons, he first says no, then a few minutes later when asked about something else, he seems to recall that Robert may have owned a shotgun. His exact words were, actually, I think he does have a shotgun. Now, the transcript reads as him saying it's a 12-gauge. But when you hear the actual audio, the audio you just heard, you hear that he says it more as a question than a statement. Like, it's a 12-gauge? Like that. Now, the fact is that Robert may have owned a shotgun at that point. I don't know for sure. But at 18, he would have been able to buy one. And he's an avid target shooter, and in the years after this, he bought multiple guns and went target shooting all the time. So my point isn't about whether or not Robert owned a shotgun. The point is that in May of 2007, Chad thinks Robert might have owned a black shotgun. 
That's the only gun he's aware of him even possibly owning at that point in time. But nine years later, he sits down for an interview with Bodmer and things change. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. After Robert and Christian's first arrest and then release and then re-arrest, Bodmer seems bound and determined to build a case against them to get them to trial. In his review of the case file, he comes across Chad's interview where Chad says that Robert might have owned a shotgun, and Bodmer then decides to interview him again. Now again, the full transcript of this interview is up on our website if you want to read it. But just like the last interview, I'm only going to play for you a relevant portion here. When you're listening, take note of Bodmer's tactics. The differences in Chad's story between 2007 and now will be obvious, but pay close attention to Bodmer's kind of veiled threats about how everything is recorded and it's in the record, and then the pressure he puts on Chad, and how he, after drawing out discussion of a Glock, suggests the year 2006 as he continues the conversation. These things are subtle, but they're fascinating if you're into studying statement analysis. Now you're going to notice about halfway through this clip that the audio fades out and then fades back in. That's just a spot where I cut out a chunk of the conversation that wasn't relevant to the gun, so you didn't have to listen to more interview than you needed to. And again, the full transcript of this one is on our website. So in doing some investigation and things like that, we were, we were searching through some stuff, and uh, we came across a particular photograph. If you'd be able to identify that photograph... Do you recall? Oh, that? yeah, those are Charlie's Angels poses. <laughs> are, are you serious? Is that what you That's, called it? Well, in a <laughs> joke. Yeah, in yes. joke. When was that taken? Um, I couldn't give you a date. Yeah. It was on, I think it's on my Facebook, so I could probably tell you to do that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think so. I, we posted it somewhere. But yeah, me, Robert, and Sam. Okay. And I actually don't remember who was taking the picture. I don't remember if it was Christian or not. Yeah, I don't feel like it was at the time. I, I think Christian might have already been gone. Okay. Yeah. So this could be 07, something yeah. like that. Okay. And then who, that's you, and that's Sam Gayer, and that's, that's oh, Robert. Okay. All right. Do you recall where that was at, where you guys were at out there shooting? That was, I think that was up in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, east of, I'm sorry, north of the I-10 or south of, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, if you're going down the 10 freeway, yeah. was it on the desert side, Thousand Palm side, or was it on the Palm Desert side? Should have been on the Palm Desert side, north of the 10. Okay. I, I think it was the same spot. Okay. Who, now, you have any guns registered to you, so who no. provided all those guns? Um, let's see, I think the AR was registered to Robert. Um, I don't remember what I was holding, and I think that was Sam's Remington okay. shotgun he bought. Yeah. I think I was holding... <sighs> Looks like a handgun. Well, it's a handgun, handgun but I know Sam, Sam's dad had a thirty eight, but it wasn't that. 
That looks like a summer hat. I was going to say, it was bright. You got locks, too. I like this watch. I think it was a smaller Glock. Okay. Um, I, I, I assume Roberts. Yeah, yeah, I would say Roberts because I don't think Sam had a Glock. Yeah, and you, if you ever had any guns registered to you, no. Uh, yeah, so so it's pretty safe to say. No, all right, no worries. Um, okay, that that just helps us to kind of understand it. So you can't really put a time frame on it, but at that you know you're thinking more like after Christian yeah, is allowed. I don't think Christian was there at the time. All right. Yeah. Okay, and then the paintballing stuff. What's that mm-hmm. all about? You guys would often go to what school? Yeah, behind James Workman. Okay, behind there. Yeah, I'm familiar with that sometimes. Too. Um, I forget what it was called, but you're taking one eleven out to the. Mm-hmm. Ten, right before you hit the uh, right before you hit the ten, there's a turn off that gets kind of up into the mountain, mm-hmm. on the opposite side, like where the tram is. Right. Um, we paintball there too. I know where that's at as well. Yeah, there was another. Ooh, there was another person right I think we went with. Um, I don't know if Robert never with me, but I knew another guy named Austin. We played the ball with. We went paintballing with him a couple times because he lived up there. Okay. I forget what his last name was. Mm-hmm. But that was more high school friends versus water park friends. Right. But yeah, mostly behind James Workman. Mm-hmm. We set up stuff back there. Well, never, never actually shooting drill guns behind James Workman. Just paintball. So the that's good. That's, that makes sense to me. Um, if you guys are, if you were to, uh, um, the statement that you provided when they came and spoke to you, we were being truthful and honest when you provided that statement. So everything that's in there is is an accurate statement because it's most closest to the time that it occurred anyway, right? So I like to throw, I like to ask that question. Yeah. So, um, and you know, time has gone by, um, and 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 it's not reasonable for us to expect anybody to un- remember absolutely everything they say. So I just wanted to remind you that you know, uh, under you know, when given the opportunity of called and under the oath that we're just looking for the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, when the truth comes out, it, it never changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did actually provide a statement which was ultimately recorded. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is recorded in, into uh, the record uh, yeah. by way of a written report and stuff. So there may come a time that they, you, know, you may need to read from it just to refresh your memory and things like that. I don't want you to, um, you know, I just want you to see how that I is. Do re- I mean, I do remember him asking me about the specific guns that Robert owned. I, and I recall at that time I knew about a shotgun um, that he had. Uh, the, I think that was it at the time. Mm-hmm. I know he got some later, obviously. I know he had an AR-15. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, a, we have. Too. I don't have a problem having a conversation with you about this. You know, okay. uh, the 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 truth is, is the truth is like it never changes. Like I told you, yeah. is that we know that there was a number of firearms. We've seen pictures of them and, um, and stuff like that. So the only the, the truth only changes is when people don't. You know, they kind of swag the time a little bit. Um, so if I ask you right now. To be honest with me, tell me when was the last time you saw the first time that you saw him with a gun, um, and and what what would that be? Um, I know you mentioned 2006 I, onward, but when would be the first time? The first time that I saw him with a firearm, I don't think it would have been in his house. We would have been shooting. Sure. He would have invited me to shoot, and I would have mm-hmm. been with Sam. So yeah, I'd say up in Thousand Palms would have been the first time I would have seen him with a weapon. Okay. And he's an he, he's an avid shooter. He still is a very avid shooter. He's very into the Second Amendment, like uh, most of us, you know, Americans are are into that. And some people enjoy it more than others. But but he's still really avid into shooting and stuff. And he has a very substantial gun collection. Um, and he had a very substantial gun collection prior to 
Uh, did you ever get a chance to see that large, the, the large array of guns that he, he was Not given? a large array. No. Okay. All right. So what did you see? Um, I saw a Benelli M1014. I remember that because it was a semi-auto shotgun and I'd never seen one before. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Is that that gun there, maybe? Or? No, I oh, think that I think that actually belonged to Sam. I think I was a okay. Pickaxe special. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's the Remington. Yeah, that's the Remington. Yeah. My bad. Okay, good. Um, they are obviously... Um, I, d- I did see one Glock, I believe. Uh, I don't know the model, but it was a, it was a Glock. They're pretty distinctive. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a pump action shotgun. Um, an older one. Yeah, I don't know which okay. brand or anything. But I, so I believe there was two shotguns, an AR, and a Glock. That's okay. All right. And when you knew Robert, um, you knew him from the park, so that would be, that would be 06. Yes. Um, did you ever go to his home or did you yeah. ever? Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I went to his grandmother's house, um, which I think he. It's a nice little cove right there. Yeah, I think he, like, they cool. own yeah. both houses like across mm-hmm. from each other. Mm-hmm. So I, we hung out at that house a couple times. So you already went through that photograph there. I've got a, I've got a photograph here. Uh, you recognize those? Have you ever seen this before? The shotgun? I don't think so. So I don't remember a pistol just being on there. Okay. Well, you can add stuff to things, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think Sam bought this. That rifle? I think he bought this at Big Five. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think I remember shooting that. It was the most amazing. Do you recognize the bed? No, I don't know. How about that? That's a lot of guns. Yeah, it is. Take a look at that. I mean, you can see that that gun's in there. But uh, take a look at that and take your time with that. We have this with this in the background. We have this bed here, which, by the way, was on on the floor. Okay. No, I assume is that the gas mask you're talking about? Well, I don't know. We don't know. No. <laughs> I mean, that's all those tank and some guns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we have other photos of gas mask and things, well, but. Yeah, we can, I mean, here we've got our... Yeah, you know, there's the AR. Um, I don't remember a wooden gripped shotgun. Okay. Um, I don't remember a lot of these, actually. Okay. I think I remember that. The handgun? that? Well, I saw Glocks. I don't... Or, I think his brother had a... Sig? I think. Okay. There was some... There was one other handgun besides the Glock. I remember Robert's that. brother? I believe Philip. I never met him. No, you never met him. Okay. No. You never met him. No. H&K? Because that's kind of like saying it's all European guns. At that time, I didn't know a lot about guns. Yeah. Um, so possibly. Um, but the ones I do recognize, definitely the AR. And why do you, how do you recognize that? Um, he's the only one I knew that had one. Okay. So, I mean, it's been I mean, the, the stock, one. it looks like the stock and everything looks the same. Yeah, okay. that part looks the same. Okay. Um, but no, I'll... I don't remember a lot of the wood. I remember, like, I remember this gun, so whatever that is in here. Mm-hmm. Remember the bold action. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just a little lighter there. Um, I remember a, I do remember a, oh, that was an old friend. I remember a 30 odd fix, but that wasn't, that was right. long before this. It was mm-hmm. my old, old friend. Um, no, I don't recognize really any of these guns. Even the shotgun, the, yeah. the Benelli isn't even in here. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do remember specifically. This is that that's not that could be I, hard to tell if that is or not. 
Well, I mean, it very well may be because I don't. I guess that's not a pump action, is it? Well, I've never seen that before in my life. No. Nope. No. Not a clue. Same, same bad, but. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Mm-hmm. That one I've seen. Okay. Yeah. And what, what, what? Okay. That makes you. Okay. That when did you that. first see that gun? Um, I, I couldn't tell you when. I mean, probably one of the. It was definitely one we went out shooting. Um, probably one of the first times we went out. So it probably would have been in 07, I would imagine. I don't think I went out with them until maybe late 06. Okay. Sure. Yeah, but I, I do remember that. The, the sites. The sites, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so you're giving me a time frame of late 06 to 07. I, I would like to say so, but sure. again, well, <laughs> you guys knew each other between, these are all different now. These are definitely older. Um, but this is something that was taken very recently as well, but it is it is a gun that's been registered for a while. All right, so I was just curious when, when the first time you'd seen that. All right. Um, that's about it. I'm trying to look around, see if there's any other guns and stuff like that. Um, if you can recall yes. the first time that you went out shooting with them, and just be 100% honest with us, uh, but from the moment, and I'm helping with time, because uh-huh. when you first met each other in 7 of 06, yes. and then we just don't really have much contact after that, when was the very first time in that, that we went out shooting? It would make sense. I was a couple months in. Yeah. I would like to say toward the end of those six. But okay. I, I, that's to understand. A very roundabout guess. Yeah, I know it's a long time ago, yeah. but yeah. Within the, within, fair to say before the first season was over. Well, I, I I don't know if it was while we were still working or if the season had already ended. That's what I was asking. Yeah. You in the season? I don't. Or out of the season? No worries. Okay. So during this interview, which occurred on July twenty eighth, two thousand sixteen. Chad explains that he continued to go shooting with Robert and Sam Geyer and Sam's dad for years after the murders. At some point, he says Robert bought a Glock handgun, but he reiterates what he had said back in 2007, that at the time of that 2007 interview, Robert only had one gun that he was aware of, a shotgun. He also says in this interview that he's not even sure if that first time that he went shooting was during or after the water park season, which means either before or after Becky's murder. In fact, he seems to recall at this point that it was after the season, which again would be after the murders. Nonetheless, Bodmer did get a piece of what he was fishing for. Chad mentioned a Glock. After that interview, Bodmer pulls a Gary Gitchell and decides to talk to Chad one more time. He calls him at work just to clear a few things up. This next clip comes from that follow-up interview, which occurred the next day. You're going to hear a lot of discussion about what they're calling the Charlie's Angel picture. The reason Bodmer is so interested in that picture is because it's the only evidence of Robert actually owning a handgun that might show him holding it before the murders. And that's what he's hoping for, is that that photo was taken in 2006 before Becky, John, and Vicky were killed. In that picture, which is up on our website, Chad is holding a small handgun that he thinks is a Glock. 
But like I said, Bodmer doesn't know when the photo was taken. I had you on speaker, so I had my hands all full. Um, anyway, I'm looking over everything, and I was listening to the audio tape, and I just had a couple, like, real small clarifying questions, if you sure. if you can even think. I'm sure you've thought about it, too, after we left, and oh, yeah. the night you're thinking, huh. Um, anyway, um, so there was some times or points there where I was making some uh, um, references towards kind of a timeline, and I know that we're trying to remember a timeline is pretty darn hard after 10 years. Yeah, I was trying to think about it more through the night, um, but yeah, uh, I can to okay. help you. All right. Well, there, there was a part in there where I was asking, um, specifically, I think I showed you the photograph with the guns that you, yeah. you were kind of in a, you called it your Charlie's Angels pose. Yes. Um, in, in, in a reference, what time frame would you think that would be at if you were able to think about it? Was that in um, 07? I think you'd said 07 in the interview, but... I, like I said, I really think it was after Christian had left because he oh, wasn't okay. with us. So I, that's what makes me okay. really think that. I'm not entirely sure. Again, let me. I can try to check my Facebook. I thought that's where that picture came from. Okay, that would help too if you did that and you called back. That'd be cool. I'd appreciate um, that. Let me see if I can pull it up real fast. But yeah, anyway, sure. All right. Well, when you're pulling that up, there was also a point in there. I remember we were talking and we're we're working through things. Um, 2006 is when you guys were first hired. Yes. Okay. Um, actually, you know, I was thinking about something else, and I don't know if you're going to ask this or not, but I actually recall I met them prior to working. Okay. At I met them once. Um, we actually went to a concert together, uh, my friend Sam. That's how I actually met them. There's actually a picture of all of us together, and that was okay. the first time I had met them. When you say Sam, is that Sam Gayer? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. So you knew Sam Gayer before you, and then that's how you were introduced to those two. Correct. Yeah, and then I started working working at the park probably like two or three weeks after that point. Oh, so you met him two or three weeks before you started. Yes. I, but, I mean, I, I don't recall hanging out with him or anything until we had started work again. But, yeah, I actually had met them through Sam. We went to a concert together. Okay. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, was it, which concert was it? Uh, I was an Ozfest out at um, the Chula Vista Amphitheater. I think it was Verizon Wireless Amphitheater there, but it was Ozfest 06. Okay. I think I saw something. Yeah, okay. And Megadeth was there? Uh, actually, I don't believe so. Okay, because um, I saw San Diego. I saw that amphitheater. I saw a photograph there and one of those guys' photos. I know Robert's favorite band was Megadeth. I don't think they were there that year. I think it was um, one of most of the other ones. But yeah, I don't think Megadeth was there. <laughs> All right. Just a, just a question. I just was remembering that off the top of my head. Um, look, you know, we were talking also about while you're looking through your photos there. Um, when you guys, you first started there, do you remember if that was June or July? I'm I'm like 90% sure it was July because I remember turning 18 and starting working after I was 18 and my birthday is June 22nd. Okay. So I recall working as an adult because I didn't have to go through the work permit process or anything like that. And it took Sam a little bit to convince me. Um, and it was after the concert. So I go back to the day of the concert mm-hmm. and I was already 18 at the time of the concert. So yeah, it had to, it should have been in July. And it's because July is an entire month. If you kind of remember, was it mid-July? Early July or late July? I would like to say mid July. I would like okay. to say uh, somewhere in maybe the second week, um, first or second week of July would be my best guess. Okay. All right, that makes sense. All right. So now, now that you have that reference in your mind of '06, and you, uh, I'd asked you a question about uh, the first time that you guys had all gotten together out there and gone shooting. 
and you had referenced to me it was a couple of months after you guys had first met. Was that a couple of months before you first met at the concert, or was that a couple of months when you first started working together? I, I couldn't tell you specifically. I, I don't recall the first time we went out. Um, there's a few different times. One of those times I'm remembering might be the first time, but uh, I, I'm not That's sure exactly when. Yeah, yeah there, there was. I, we probably went out together a total of um, four, maybe five times throughout like the year, maybe. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. And and when you did go out, see, that's why it was. Sometimes it helps because you kind of, for instance, you remember going to the to the, right. the concert and stuff. Um, I want you to do me a favor and just think about it because you you were pretty pretty um, good memory of when you found out about the Becky's death. Oh yeah. And you remember how that impacted you emotionally and how it made you feel. I, mean, I do, and I was trying to find any kind of reference for a date. Yeah. Uh, as far as once me and him started speaking about it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: um, Was 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 had you gone shooting prior to hearing about her death? That's a good question. Because um, you remember how bad you felt then, and that was towards the latter part of '06. And I ask you that. I know you said it was within a couple of months, but I want you to just kind of do your best to think about that because, I mean, you were that's a point in time that you're probably never going to forget. It's something I probably I would never forget. Um, having a personal, you know, relationship with somebody that lost their life like that. One second. Copy. I'll be over there in just a second. I, I'm sorry. Can I give you a call back? Absolutely. Work comes first. I just think about what I asked you there, um, and uh, and I know. And then when you if you can find that photo too. But I'll, I'll just uh, I'll wait for you to call me back. All right. Actually, go, go handle. I think it. I think my boss is just going to handle it for me. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um. Facebook is loading in this office, so that's not helping me. Um, but as far as yeah, I remember, I remember getting the call from Jeff. I don't remember exactly where I was. I remember him telling me. I think I was at home. I remember, he told me that that kid died. Um, and it was recent. It, it had to it had to have been recent, um, right? Because that's what I was looking, listening to that. Cause I, I didn't see it in the news. I heard it from him first, yeah. so I, I imagine it had to have been very closely. In the news, time. yeah, yeah. So I, and then let's see, we were, I was living in Cathedral City at the time when the first investigator talked to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and your your question was, have we gone shooting prior to, prior to hearing of her death? And her her death was September of 2006, correct? September, mid-September. I would imagine we had gone shooting prior to that, yes. Okay. I, I, I can't tell you 100%, though. Well, you just don't remember the date that you shot, and I understand that. That's why it kind of yeah. was throwing your mind towards when you found out about that traumatic incident or that traumatic news of, of Becky being killed. Right. That's why. Because right. that's something to clearly, that's a kind of, all right. But, but to your best, you just don't know the date, but to your best knowledge, it was before hearing of her death. 
I, I believe so, yeah. I, that sounds right to me. I, I feel we would have gone out. I mean, there's there's a good few, two-month gap, I think, between when I started and when it happened. Right. Um, I, I would like to say that, yes, we did go out. But, okay. you know, I cannot be 100%. Right. It won't because without knowing the dates and stuff. All right. Okay. All right. Did you were you able to get your Facebook open? Uh, I'm trying my tablet now. Maybe <laughs> a better connection. You'll be able to tell what date it was or what date the photo was taken or whatever. I, it's or it's still it on here. It should be. I remember I had taken it down when the incident occurred or when excuse me when they were arrested. Yeah. I, I took it down. I didn't really want any backlash or anything. Oh. And, you know, okay. yeah, yeah. So I did take it down, but I still. Should still be some kind of record on here for it. Okay. Oh, I found the pictures. All right. <laughs> uh, let me see if there's a date on it. March 28, 2013. Hmm. Okay. Yep. That would be it. March 28, 2013. That was older than that. I guess not. Oh, you thought it was older or younger? I thought I thought it was uh, an older picture. I didn't realize it was that recent. I guess, yeah. But yeah, looking looking at the picture, that's when I posted it. So yeah, and I know I posted it at that time. So yeah, it would definitely would have been March 27. It would have been within the couple days. All right. In 2013. Um, yes. And then that, just looking at the picture now again, it looks like it's in Palm Springs versus Thousand Palms. Okay. All righty. No worries. So that is an accurate timeline. All righty. Cool. Yeah. Yep, March 28th. I just checked both uploads. All righty. Okay, Chad. Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate your uh, your uh, time. And again, if you've got anything that you uh, that comes to mind for you or anything like that, or if you have any questions, do not hesitate to call me. You got my number. Cool. Let me actually let me rephrase. Um, I found the same picture, but it's earlier. This okay. This makes more sense than October 11, 2010. Oh, okay. October. I think I might have reposted it in 2013 or something, or I. I guess, I don't know, I must have tagged it or something like that, but I, I went down farther and I see October 11, 2010. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that sometimes that happens, especially if you reuse it or something and then it gives right. you a different date or whatever. You, yeah, you know, 2013 sounded way too, I was almost moved out here by then. Yeah, and out there you say by the upland and stuff. Uh, correct, yeah, I moved out here January 14th. Okay. So. And, and, you don't, and you don't have a lot of interaction in the desert really much anymore, is that correct? Or? Um, in the off-season I go down there, I try to go down there once, twice, month. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have information on those guns, too. Yeah, what do you got? Because um, we were commenting on it. Uh, let's see. I answered Mossberg 12 gauge for the shotgun. And I didn't answer about the handgun when someone was asking me. Um, I still think it was a Glock. Okay. I know I mentioned SIG too, um, but uh, I wasn't sure because it's, it's a smaller gun, so I I don't think it was a 45. But right. again, I'm I'm not sure. I remember thinking my hands were a little too big for it. You're right. Yeah, but um, October 2010 was when that picture was taken. Okay. When you first went shooting, <laughs> you know, like when you very first went out with them, uh, with Robert, and you, you mentioned to me that, that Robert was the one that was 
to Sam's dad, I believe, that was able to show you how to shoot because you hadn't shot before. Um, do you remember what types of guns you were shooting then? Um, I remember Robert had a Glock. Um, I, I I don't think he had that sight on there yet that I pointed out. I think that sight was later on because I think he was excited when he got it. Um, but I, I do remember there being a Glock. Um, I recall... I recall a pump-action shotgun. Um, I think Sam had a, a the bolt-action or a bolt-action, called it the Mosin-McGon or whatever mm-hmm. the name is. Um, I think Sam's dad, I think he had a like a Winchester, uh, like a lever-action. Um, I don't know if that was the first time I went out with him, though. I just remember okay. one of those times we shot that. I just think cause sometimes, you know, being the very first time that you go shoot, usually, you know, like I can remember the first time I went and shot. Yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely remember a Glock. Okay. Absolutely. Um, cause I remember I, I was nervous a little bit. I'd really never handled the gun before, so okay. um, I remember a Glock. I remember a shotgun. Um, I, I do remember the rifle. Okay. Um, I, I don't think he had the AR at the time yet. I don't think I had seen that one yet. Okay. All right. That was a little bit later. Okay. I do remember being surprised at how loud that gun was. Which that one? Was not the AR. No, I mean, it, ironically, it's not that loud compared to other guns. But yeah. You know, I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's louder than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. not, not any kick or anything like that. So I yeah. really don't think that was the first time I got out with them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I, again, like I said, thanks. I really appreciate it, Chad. If I have any more uh, follow-up questions or if anything comes to my mind, I'm going to call you. And uh, likewise, man, the invitation's there. Just call me whenever you need to, all right? Okay, I will. I appreciate your time, brother. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And there's the final evolution that later becomes absolute certainty at trial. Chad, in 2007, remembered that the only gun Robert may have owned was a shotgun. In 2016, Bodmer interviews him again, and in that interview, Chad remembers that at some point Robert had bought a Glock, but he says again that prior to the murders, Robert only owned a shotgun, and he's not even sure it was before the murders when he saw the shotgun. It could have been after. Then, Bodmer calls him again the next day, and after searching through his Facebook, Chad discovers that the Charlie's Angel picture, the one where he was holding the gun, was taken four years after the murders. But then, before the call ends, he says that now he thinks that Robert owned the Glock on that first time they went shooting. Now, bear in mind that he also said that he's pretty sure the first time he went shooting was after the murders. But at trial, Chad Birnbaum was clear and concise. Robert owned that Glock before the murders. Period. And that's it. That's the state's case at trial. You've now heard every element of it. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, even if every single element were accurate, which we know is not the case, all the state ever actually presented to the jury was a make-believe scenario about how Robert and Christian could have murdered John, Vicki, and Becky without motive. Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. 
edited by Kelly Barron's Brink and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our fonts across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design, and you can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnick, Ginger Viola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. And I can be found personally on all forms of social media at BobRuffTruth. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. (laughs) 